What's good, geeks? I am Princess Weeks. And my name is Tessa Netting. And you are listening to The Geeked Podcast. We're just two nerdy fandom chicks talking about the Netflix fandoms that we love from week to week. Each week, we're going to talk about what's popular in geek culture, then deep dive into a Netflix world, and I cannot wait for our world this week. What is that world, princess? Honey, we are talking Resident Evil. We're talking zombies. We're talking monsters. We're talking Lance Reddick. We're talking clones, twins, demon dogs. Oh, my. Evil business lesbians. The best. Uh, Representation matters. It does. And I got to say that this show was so wild. I can't wait to talk about it. I gotta say, this show really surprised me at first. It took me a little bit to get on board, but then once I was in it, it was go time, baby. That is how you are. Once you're in, you're in. And this week for our lovely listeners and subscribers who remember to give us five stars on all your podcast apps, I got to sit down with Ella Belinska, who plays Jade Westler on the show, and talk about her role, everything it took to go into it. It was so awesome. She was so nice and charming, and I cannot wait for all of you guys to get a little sample of how amazing Ella is. I can't wait to listen. But first, Princess, I gotta know, what has got you geeked this week? Okay, well, first of all, everyone should be playing Stray um, because you get to play as a cat. And everyone has been taking TikToks of their cats responding to Stray. And I will be joining this TikTok trend. I will make my my big rebridges back onto the TikToks with uh, me trying to get Lola to interact with me while I play uh, this game. But yeah, I want to play as a tiny cat. I don't know what the game is about, but I can play as a cat. So that's all that matters. Can you design your own cat? I don't know. I hope so. I like, uh. I'm going in completely raw. Like I just downloaded the file. I, I was waiting till after I finished recording, but I am, I've been geeked about it since it was announced. And now I'm just ready to like, cause what, if the cat dies, like I feel like I'm going to cry each time. Oh, for sure. Cause you are the cat. I want to be, <laughs> it's going to be emotions. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I've also the cat can't die. Does the cat die? I I don't know. I don't. Cats I like, have nine lives. Exactly. <laughs> like it's gonna be like Sifu. Like you just keep coming back as an older version of the same cat. Um, <laughs> which is until you can just perfectly live your life. Um, I'm just. I have no idea what the game is about. I just the hook had me. Um, no, it's. I can't wait. I want Joe wants to play, and I was like. Absolutely. Absolutely. You must. We, for, uh, for, it's a play for you to watch. It's like, let me get my popcorn ready. It's cat time. Right. I'll, I'll get my cats, my two cats, and we'll all sit and we'll watch this cat content. Exactly. It's interactive cat content. And then I've also been playing God of War 2018 because I'm getting ready for God of War Ragnarok. And I just love that it's really like father-son adventures like just daddy and little sad son it's perfect and then the final thing that's really got me geeked is Yu Yu Hakusho announcement that was insane like Yu Yu Hakusho is one of the greatest shonen animes and mangas of all time the author is also married to this to the writer of Sailor Moon so iconic OTP um I I'm really excited to see what this looked like because the actor who's playing Yusuke is gorgeous and perfect, and I'm so happy about it. And um, yeah, I love it. I want to see it. 
spirit fingers <laughs> in, the, in the truest way. All the spirit fingers, spirit paws for cats. Exactly. Yeah, I can't, I cannot wait. Uh, for my geeked brain this week, I am, was very, very interested in the different uh, responses to Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. A lot of people um, are loving it, and that makes my heart very, very happy. Joe is watching it currently, and he is enjoying it very much. And he, like, noticed so many more, like, Resident Mm. Evil, like, little Easter eggs that I did not. Because, again, I just sort of watched over his shoulder. But as someone who played it, played it, he was like, oh, this? This is, like, the exact same death. Or this is something that's, like, the it looks exactly like the game. Or this was a really cool callback. Or this was awesome. So I, like... I I love hearing from fans about certain things that make them happy. Like, when you can get a reference right, I love that. Mm-hmm. So props to Resident Evil for doing that, and props to them for creating uh, this new story that's still set in the world that's different enough that it's not just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like, that is, that's ballsy, and I think that they, it was a good move. I agree. I love it. I love that. Uh, and another thing that I I thought was like wild. Um, the original music video for uh, Kate Bush's "Running Up That Hill" it just surpassed 100 million views on YouTube. Isn't that amazing? I the love impact. that. I love it I... so much. <laughs> Never, it feels so good to be an alt girl right now because like that's how I felt. I was just kind of like, yes, I'm seen. This is this is my existence. I felt so good for Kate Bush. I think this just like. The one thing I love about the internet is that it makes the idea of, like, generations of music obsolete. Like, you can just listen to anything. Yes. Like, and I love that so many people are connecting to this song. And, yeah. Especially as for me, because my ver- the first version of Running Up That Hill I heard was the placebo version. <laughs> so, like, it's so fun for me to actually go back and re-listen to more of Kate Bush's version, which is... Very, like, it makes me want to just dance on top of the ocean. A hundred percent. No, it's perfect. And I just love that that has become the song of the summer rather than some <laughs> new song that's yeah. coming out right now. It's like upbeat, but so sad. I know. <laughs> and everyone's like, we can relate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very relatable at the moment. Uh, I also heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is going to get flagged or not. Allison? (laughs) I heard a rumor that um, more Fear Street films might be in the works getting made. Don't know if that's true or not. If it is, I'm pumped because I loved Fear Street so much and I want more. Give me more because to me, especially the 90s like era of the Fear Street was perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, I... I've had enough of all this Gen Gen X stuff. Like, okay, we get it. Like, the 80s are great, and, like, dads are still cool. Like, Cobra Kai, um, uh, Top Gun, it's all just, like, your dad is still pretty cool, man. Like, the 80s were rad. Like, you know, your dad can also still do this cool stuff. And, like, I love romanticizing that, and I think, and especially with Stranger Things, because it ties, it has so many different Mm -hmm. 80s, uh, references, movies, and otherwise, that I just want more. Now it's time for 90s. I'm like, get, I want a 90s, <laughs> like all the 90s references. I 
and want a show that sort of makes you feel like you're in the 90s. And Fear Street did that pretty well. Like they were, you know, the video store doing certain things and uh, like the mall and everything. I was just like, oh, I want more of this, please. Uh, So, yeah, that's what I want. No, I think that sounds like fun. Nostalgia is like both a blessing and a curse, but I'll always like the 90s were my era of cartoons. So like to me, it'll just always like, you know, I used to like wake. I cannot wake up for the life of me these days. But in my youth, every day I had my natural alarm clock. I was up at seven o'clock because I had to get my Saturday morning cartoons because if I didn't know what's going on on Yu-Gi-Oh!, it's going to be a problem. No, that um, was a whole—that was our childhood. I like nostalgia when it comes to uh, movies and TV shows because I'm I'm not a very nostalgic person, like, as a human. I just sort of, mm-hmm. like, live—I'm like, that was a different time. I'm never like, oh, <laughs> if only I could get back to those days, like, the good old days of whatever. But when I get to, like, see it in some sort of, like, medium, I'm like, oh— I remember. Yeah. That's nice. So it is nice. It does make me realize that we should never throw out clothes because fashion is so <laughs> cyclical. Like I think about all the clothes that I had as a kid that I hated at the time, and but now they're fashion again. I'm like uh, triggered so hard. Oh yeah, um, all my like butterfly an, like clips. A, I'm like I should have kept those clips, scrunchies. I thought yep. we got rid of those, but they're the big ones are coming back. Yep. I saw jelly jelly shoes, <gasps> slap oh bracelets. Gosh, yes. I loved those shoes. And now Jelly's is like high end. The girls in the streets be in there. I'd be like, you know, and I'm, you know, them shits is comfortable, but don't step on the matches. Yeah. I I remember, I remember having those incidents, but yeah, it's just been an interesting time. And I don't know about you, but it's, to go back to your point about Resident Evil, uh, I love part of this gig is like we get this early, mm-hmm. you know, ability to see these shows. And so we're we're like constantly forming our opinions. So by the time that we hear everybody else's, it's like a totally different experience. Oh, 100%. Definitely. And I, and I think that's actually what's fun is because like we both have different opinions. We both are very opinionated. And so like between Resident Evil and Persuasion, it just has been really fun for me as a geek to see those different perspectives because, like, that to me is fun. Like, when people are being shitty about it, like, it is really fun to be like, oh, I didn't like this, I did like this, this is why, this is why. Like, I think those things are interesting and fun and everyone sees different things. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like what's really got me geeked is, like, hoping for the day that we can just all discuss something and disagree and just have fun with it. I know, right? What a concept. (laughs) What a concept. Just cannot happen on the internet for some reason. Like, you either have to agree with someone completely or try to convince them. And it's like, why can't we disagree? Like, what is wrong with that? Why can't you like different things? Ah! Ah! But you know what? We're correct, as always, so don't disagree with us. (laughs) So let's actually talk more about Resident Evil. And our correct thoughts on it. And I will say, like, we we both went through levels with Resident Evil. We did. And, like, we both come from different ways. Like, I... It was a journey. And you know what? And if I only could... <laughs> we would make, make a, a deal, a with, deal God. with God. And get him to make good internet discourse. <laughs> <laughs> truly. Truly. The one gift we're all waiting to one day receive. 
Okay, princess, we are going to play a little game. And for today's game, it's all about apocalypses, baby. I have the feeling that it might happen. No, I'm just kidding. It's coming. I feel it. No, God it is bless, coming. Never. No, don't want it. But if it did, how would we handle it? What would be our game plan? Would we have certain people with us? Do we have a weapon of choice? Like, Princess, what are you going to do in a zombie apocalypse or if it was the end of the world? I got to know because I would be helpless. So help me, please. <laughs> well, uh, you're in luck because so when I was in college, backstory time, when I was in college, I took a class called Our Monsters Ourselves. And at the time, Max Amazing. Brooks's World War Z had just come out. And one of our assignments was to discuss how would we survive in a zombie apocalypse. Amazing. So here we go. The biggest mistakes people make is like you don't want to be in a basement. You don't want to be in anything where you can't see what's going on and where you're completely locked into an environment where you can't get resources. Unless Mm -hmm. you have miraculously enough oxygen and food and water to last the rest of your life, uh, when you're dealing against the undead, that's a waste of time. So you want something where you're not completely landlocked, so you have options by foot and by water to go. As for weapons, what we decided was the best choice is it's good to have one sort of, like, gun. You know, your Mm -hmm. shotguns and that can really just scatter the brain in one shot. But for consistency, you want to have something like a machete, something that you can use as a defensive and offensive weapon, if depending on what your terrain is, you want to make sure that it won't get jammed, it won't misfire, and it can't be used against you by, you know, whatever evil human mobs appear. Got it. You want to, for someone like me who can't drive, I learned how to ride a bike specifically because you want to be able to have one mode of transportation that you can use. I would say bike because cars, you're going to run out of gas, it's going to shut down. I can't ride a bike. (laughs) (gasps) But you can drive. Uh, Well, I can't. Okay, let me say, I can ride a bike, but I hate riding a bike and I'm horrible at riding a bike. And I don't like, whenever I'm on wheels, like if I'm on a scooter, a bike, any sort of wheels, I fall, I dislocate parts of my body. It's not a good thing. But I feel like a car, though, wouldn't help you, really, because you're just going to get in traffic. Right? Well, here's the thing, especially in L.A., like, imagine L.A. zombie traffic. Oh, God. We're all going to die. Forget it. Yeah. But you know what? I'll come and get you. Okay. I'll get, I'll help you get out. We'll figure out, Well, you'll learn how to bike on the run. You know, like, we'll we'll just be training. (sighs) Okay. Can you swim? I can swim. Okay, I can't swim. So we'll just have to save each other at least once Can zombies swim? Depends on the cannon. Mm. The the, the craziest thing is not the idea, like, not that zombies can even swim, but just that they could pile up so much in the water that they create, like, a zombie land bridge. Forget it. Oh, my god. This is why islands are also not (gasps) a non-starter. I... (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, I didn't even think I'm of sorry. that. I'm sorry. I thought about this too much. Okay. And and the final thing is, who do I want to take with me? Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, my be- one of my best friends, Nina, she was in the National Guard. She knows how to use weapons. Oh, she knows how to use amazing. like a crossbow and everything. So I had to collect her and my little goddaughter because she can also fire a bow and arrow. And I'm like, all right. We got our hunters. We got our gatherers. I'll get you. I'll save you and Joe. I'll take you with me. My girlfriend can cook like anything and knows plants and foliage. So like she can be like the one to make sure that we don't like eat shit that'll kill us. Mm, Um, That's helpful. And we're just going to be nomadic as fuck. So 
Basically, I'm ready. You are ready. <laughs> you are so prepared. I I need to learn from you. And I'm going to take notes when I listen to, back to this because that <laughs> was so much information and is so helpful because I feel like I do not offer anything. The only thing that I offer is that I'm small so that I can like I can climb trees pretty well, but also I'm afraid of heights. So then it's like, that's pointless. Me too. I'm afraid of heights too. Right? You know what? You can be our thief. You can go, you can help us get into little spaces and unlock things. I can do that. You can be our little thief. Yeah. I'll learn how to pick locks. Yes. And you know what? In the future, we will need entertainers. So like once the dust settles, we'll need someone to rebuild the arts. So (laughs) (laughs) I can be the clown that can make jokes (laughs) and like keep it light and be like, it's okay, guys. I can be supportive. I don't really complain and I'm hardworking, so I'll try at least. I'm pretty low maintenance, so I feel like I'd be a good addition, but there's not much that I can offer in terms of like, oh, I'm really good at this outdoors. Like I hate being out side. So it's like I'd have to get over a lot of things I hate. (laughs) I'm honestly pretty doomed. It's one of those things where it's like if things did go haywire, I'd probably just, I don't know, like I would be like, okay, this is the end. Cool, cool. I'd try. I would try. I wouldn't give up. But Mm -hmm. I'm not expected to be like last man standing. Let's just say that. So And honestly, I feel like you could thrive as a zombie. I feel like, you know, push come to shove. <laughs> it's like, you know, maybe you'll like you'll become a zombie queen by accident. Like oh you'll God, just be please. like so like you'll have some it. remnants of your personality still left in the future <gasps> zombie society. Princess, like, that's <laughs> how we can rebuild. I'll go on the zombie side and I'll be like, guys, <laughs> listen, we can work with the humans. We don't have to eat them. We can figure this out. We can work together. Mm. It'll be our great social experiment. We're going to yes. find a way to bring zombies and humans back together. Perfect. <laughs> we did it. Game one. We did it. <laughs> Game, set, match. Amazing. (laughs) Okay, so now I think we got to go into the show, go into Resident Mm -hmm. Evil. So this is a live action series based on the video game franchise. It's set in two distinct time periods, which I thought was kind of interesting. What what did you think about that? Did you like that aspect of the show? Was it harder for you to sort of like get into the story or what did you think about that? I actually love that because this way you're not just getting overloaded with exposition all the time. Like you're seeing how the characters got there without them just monologuing. So I enjoyed mm. watching like Jade and Billy's relationship develop as young people and like seeing where their bond came from and seeing sort of like the core of who they are and how the company, how Umbrella was just slowly becoming more and more of this corporate overlord nightmare. And then you pivot to the zombie world and then you're seeing that repercussion. You can get your action sequences. So I think it was a very good way of giving you the character building emotional elements that you can't really always do if you're doing like a straight zombie kill thing. And then you also got to have your murder zombie kill thing. So I enjoyed it. What did you think of it? At first, it was a little hard for me to follow because I... 
I just kept getting confused about like, okay, where are we? Who, <laughs> who is this? I guess the biggest question was like, why are they doing this? Like, what's the, I thought there was mm-hmm. going to be some big point as to why they were doing it in two distinct time periods. And I guess there kind of was because there were certain reveals or certain things that happened that because you kind of knew the backstory and not only knew it, but saw it happen, that it felt mm-hmm. more meaningful because you, Like, you've seen Jade and Billy's relationship, so you know that backstory rather than just having Jade talk about her relationship with Billy. It was weird. I I think at the beginning, I preferred the, like, the kids' storyline better, and then as Mm -hmm. the show went on, I actually liked the older one better, like, the the, um, adult storyline better. So it was interesting. For sure. I think that, for me, what I liked about the story with Jade and Billy was, like, I love sister stuff, so I just love Mm. the drama between them, and I think that seeing Billy, you know, spoilers for the series, uh, I think seeing Billy get get bitten and -hmm. knowing from then that there's going to be this point where she is being turned, but also she's alive in the future. And so, like, I just kept being like, well, like, what what happened? Like, what's going on? That shocked me. I thought she died. (laughs) Yeah. It was one day I like, your sister. And I'm like, but her sister got bit by a rabid dog with the T virus. So it can't. So what's going on? But no, she's there highlighted to the gods. So I was very like in confusion. Mm -hmm. And I think because I wanted to kind of see how those two characters became separated, I kept following along with the story. And with the future stuff, I think I like, first of all, I think that the humor, oddly enough, works like the episode where she goes to that woman who has her husband <laughs> handcuffed to the, I was like, that's that's Tessa and Joe. <laughs> oh my gosh, with the cats? Oh God, I was like, the cats are going to eat the zombie. There's too many cats around here. I was like, how are these cats not turned? They're well-trained. My cats would eat me immediately if I was a zombie. Oh, absolutely. Lola, I hope you would eat me first. (laughs) But I just love the humor in that. And I love the the politicking of like, and just when Jade was like, we have to learn to live with the T-virus. I'm like, what do you mean live with the (laughs) T-virus? Like, you know, just the whole day, like, we got to live with zombies, girl. Have you met met people? So I just, all those little elements of it just got me really interested in the world building of it. Like, whenever they brought up, oh, Raccoon City was a disaster, I'm like, what happened in Raccoons? You know, so like all those little nuggets of mythos and lore just kind of kept me going. But those are just my general thoughts. What about you? I want to hear your journey more because I think that was what was funny getting your text of like, I don't know, Davey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this show was a little rough for me because like it definitely took me a couple episodes to get into it because I had... I had something really specific in mind Mm -hmm. of what I wanted this show to be and what I sort of predicted just from the uh, promo images that I've seen from the uh, different trailers and things. So I I had something in mind and this was not that. So that was hard for me because I was like, no, it should be this. It should be this. But 
that's not this show. What I was thinking was a completely mm-hmm. different show. What I was thinking was something more of like a jump scare, dark, like horror Mike Flanagan vibe. Like that's what mm. I thought this show was going to be because to me that's that was like my biggest takeaway from watching Joe play the Resident Evil games is like I would always right. just be like scared and that something was going to jump out at me. So that's just sort of what I thought this was going to happen. But instead, they just took, like, little things from Resident Evil and then built this whole, like, zombie show around that. And so once I took my preconceived ideas out of my head and just was like, you know what, I'm just going to watch this and see if I can get on board, then I was on board. The nature of horror is so split. Mm. Like, it's very much like there's either the quote-unquote prestige horror or it's, like, jump scares. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this show was an interesting mix of, like, gore and family drama because so much of it is, like, that family drama between the daughters and their father. And so you have this very character-driven thing. And also as someone who's playing, like, a horror video game right now, it's very hard to translate that into a TV series. And I was thinking about, like, the Resident Evil films is, like, they're all very much, like, to me, those films and the Underworld films are, like, one universe. You know, Mm -hmm. just, like, just hot woman with swords cutting things up. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, but I know in the games they have, like, all of these characters that people really care about and all these kind of things. And it's, like, you have to find a way to build those character journeys differently. And I think that the show mostly gets it done right. I think that because the girls are separated for so much in the adult portion, it kind of leaves you wanting a little bit more. But I remember the moment that really made me go like, oh shit, was when the spider attacked that family and like put it, and then it cuts him in half. I was like, oh shit. I was like, this shit is very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime there was an animal just like, nothing makes me more like, than like small cute pets banging into glass and bleeding. Nothing makes me more like. Oh, God, <laughs> I know. There was so many, and that big worm thing. I was like, what is with all these the big, big worm. scary worms? I was like, hello, Dune. Like what? We're just uh, bringing back the big worms? At least there were no zombie bees. Like that was like, <laughs> right? enough. I was waiting. I was like, where are the bees, Netflix? Give me the bees. <laughs> where are the bees? <laughs> my um, One of my favorite moments was actually towards the beginning when they were trapped in Umbrella, like with like mm-hmm. the red lighting, like the creepy bear singing or whatever, oh, yeah. like the zombie dog. Like to me, that moment, that felt like Resident Evil. I was like, whoa, like this is, this is wild and scary and vibey and uh, creepy. And I loved it. I just, whenever they brought out that like red color palette, I was like, yes, let's stay here. Let's stay in this. Yeah. I definitely feel like those moments and a lot of the like chasing aspects in yes. the future are are for the fans of the game that really want that. Mm-hmm. I feel I, I would love to ask the writers why they wanted to do this more personal family thing. I think it works really well. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if you're coming into a Resident Evil experience, you're expecting it to be like zombie fighting, active, right, you know, 
active protagonist, active work. And like even Jade herself, she's not like a warrior. Like no. she's trying to like science do things. So it's like, it's an interesting pivot just character building wise for what mm-hmm. a viewer would expect from this sort of IP. Totally. And that's, I think, why it took me a little bit to get into it. But I did like those moments. I really liked whenever they were shooting with like a handheld camera. Like that mm-hmm. felt real to me. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. Like this yeah. is scary. This is scaring me. But I have to say, though, my favorite character was Evelyn. That's why you put me in charge. Like that evil, oh, powerful, yes. evil, lesbian evil power, boss babe. Mexican lesbian. <laughs> I was like, yes. Just when she's just like, you can buy happiness if you can bottle oh, it. I'm like, there's obsessed. a powerful woman. Her brows, pantsuits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, her, her wife. Fits. Her wife looks like exactly like you. Same bangs. I was like. <laughs> It was perfect. She was perfect. To me, I was like, oh, this is every... I loved her. Because I was... When she saw her own son? Yes! I was like, oh my God! (laughs) Could not believe it. Because I was a little bummed that Wesker wasn't that evil at first. Because I was like, I thought this guy was supposed to be the bad guy. This guy doesn't seem bad. I was like, this evil, powerful lesbian woman is like my favorite bad guy. So I was like, so what's this guy doing? Turns out he's a clone. (laughs) Or he's a vampire. He's totally a vampire. (laughs) There it is. And I love that too, because I feel like that actor, like, I feel like he is, like, he's been in so much stuff, Lance Reddick. Mm-hmm. He, I've met him, I met him once when he was doing a tour for the third John Wick film. He's fantastic, you know? He's, he can be both kind and threatening. Like, I love yeah. when he was talking to the principal, like, well, your daughter yeah. <laughs> hit my daughter twice. And he's like, you know how many people can do my job? One. Me. That means I work too much. I was like, that's right, Black Dad. Tell him to stop messing with your baby. I was living for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when they, I feel like he is going to make that villain pivot because that's just the character. Right, right. But it makes me excited for that because I'm like, he can do it. He's been in so many things I where he has just been. I was waiting for it. I'm surprised yeah. that they didn't do it. I guess they're waiting because I was like, when's it happening? When's daddy yeah. going to turn evil? The guy who wears socks to the beach, who talks about escape rooms for hours and whose password to everything is Spock 21. He was scary. Also, the show made me realize that drones are just going to kill us all in the end because that moment was (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) I'm like, okay, great. So I know how the world's going to end. Love that. Love that for us. If there was ever a perfect scene to be like why the military industrial complex is bad, that should be like (laughs) exhibit (laughs) exhibit 5000. Just like you see that. Yeah. That's that's what that's going to be us if we keep playing these reindeer games. God, God, did not like that. A thing that I did like is when they had a big red button and then she pushed it. Like that's the best. <laughs> what does this button do? Your inner DD came out just like. <laughs> yep. I was like, "Oh my gosh. If they wouldn't have pushed the button, I would have been so pissed, but they did Upset. it." And then it was a crocodile. And I was like, "What is this?" <gasps> That was my favorite moment because as a Godzilla fan, I was like, and then the little brown girl was like touching. It's like, that's me, me and Godzilla. Just be like, hey, boo, what's it up? It was a Khaleesi moment. I'm like, okay, mother right? of Crocs. Right. <laughs> and I'm Lord. not talking about the shoes. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, that was a very powerful moment. Like, 
ain't nobody can tell you shit if you could like touch a zombie crocodile and live. And Wild. it was chill. It let it happen. I'd be it like, liked it. Anyone... I was like, what? Also, what was up with that weird girl who was trying to pick on Billy for being a vegan? I was oh, like, can God. you like, I'm like, it's 2022 or whatever. Like every, half the people on this, on the country are vegans. Like, or at least pretentious about not eating meat. Like, come on. Yeah. I don't know what that girl was doing. She, she should have thrown hands on her. I know she was trying not to be like, get in trouble, but. Your dad is is powerful and great. You should have nepotism that and beat, beat her ass. <laughs> I know hey, that Angela. was yeah, <laughs> big roller skate moment. Like, come on, yeah. come on, just just pull an L and just do it. Another thing that I just could not believe when at the end when you see that Evelyn is like under Billy's rule or something, and she's like controlling her. I'm like, what? It, what happened? That was so. When we got to that last episode, I was like, I've missed so many chapters here. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I need to know how we got here because this is wild. The show leads up for so many things that I'm like, I need to know what. I think that's my final takeaway from just what I think about the show is that like, it has a lot of really great potential. It, I think. Mm-hmm. It, I think it like. If you come into it expecting, like, the movies or the video game straight through, you're going to be disappointed because it's just not that kind of thing. And I think it would be hard to fully adapt that. But I do think that the show manages to give you, like, some of that horror, some of that gore. It definitely gives, like, all those character emotional beats. And it's very fun and watchable. Like, I didn't find it it to be to drag. It was really fun. It had some good humor moments. It had some really gross outs. And, like, you know, again, zombie, giant, crocodile. I mean, there were so many zombie monsters that I was terrified. I was like, this is like Australia, but worse. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be here. I don't want to. That was like in this universe. Absolutely not. I'm not going to live with zombies. Oh, and also there's like dinosaur zombies that now exist and crazy worms that are huge. And like, oh, if my cat like accidentally eats my dead zombie husband can turn into a monster. No, not going to deal with that. Can't do that. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. The setting, the setting was intense. Like one of the things that I really enjoyed from my interview with Ella Belinska was her talking about just like they were filming in South Africa and just running in like the heat, but also like dealing with COVID stuff. Like I just was like, girl, that's Whoa. worse than the zombies. <laughs> Oof. Dang. I can't even imagine that. So I have a couple of unanswered questions uh that I mm-hmm. want to know. So first off is how did Billy get in charge of Umbrella? Like, how did that happen? That transfer of power? How did her villain arc? Like, we need to see it. What happened Absolutely. to the dad? Because apparently he's dead, I guess, uh-huh. according to Billy. All oh, right, exactly. <laughs> or he's not dead. Or I don't know. I don't know what's happening. So it's like, wh- what happened to the dad? What happened to Billy? How did Jade meet her husband and have this child? Like, who's having a child in the zombie apocalypse? Like, what are you doing? Not me. Not me either. Like, I would never. I would never have sex again. What are you doing? That reminds me of in in The Quiet Place when they were, like, going to have another kid. I'm like, listen— what was losing one not enough? Like you were like, let's have another one. I was exactly. Like, I couldn't believe that. So I was like, I need to know how this happens. Also, like, 
who was that Claude Wolverine looking zombie? I was like, why is this zombie like different than the other ones? Like that one zombie that had like powers over the other zombie. Like they started to get into that. But I was like, are there like zombie queens, zombie ranks? Like are the zombies gonna become more human? Like where is this going? And then at the very end, uh, young Jade had a note that said uh, Ada Wong on it. So that's another Mm -hmm. Resident Evil character. And it said, like, Japan. Like, is she going to Japan? Like, what is happening? (laughs) I know. It it sounds so interesting. So I'm just like, all right, let's let's get into it. Yeah, I think what you said is pretty much my big things. I want to figure out more about how everything came to pass. I want to learn more about the father and his past and how he ended up in the situation. And mostly, I just want to see Jade use science to be Mm. a baddie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now is the time, Tessa. I cannot wait for you to hear my interview with the lovely, talented, very funny Ella Belinska. Hello, Ella. I'm so excited to meet you. I have been following you since Charlie's Angels. So I'm like, I, you've been in so much stuff lately. So I'm so excited Girl, for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's been it's been a wild ride. So I'm uh, excited that you're on it. <laughs> I listen, you've been booked and busy. We're gonna get into it, but I'm very I'm very excited to see the path that you've been going on. It's very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Honestly, super excited. No, of course. So because this is a geeked podcast, the first thing we like to ask people is like, what are you geeky about? Like, what excites you? Like books, food, comics, anything? So I'd say I have a couple of things that I definitely geek out about. I mean, you said food. i got to say yes. I love food. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, gosh, food is absolutely amazing. I love going out to different places and trying new cuisines. Mm-hmm. Um, what? else. I definitely geek over my work. I'm an actor, so I'm a huge acting. I love movies and TV shows. and But I probably would say, and I'm only recently sort of like sharing it with the world, but I am a very big gaming geek. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're going to talk about Forspoken a little bit because I already pre-ordered it because as soon as I saw you were in, I was like, I want to get it. So it's, I've had it pre-ordered forever. Oh no, I've goodness. been waiting for it to be ever on the PlayStation 5. So we'll get into it in a second. But that's what games do you like to play? Um, at the moment, it's so funny. I've got my uh, my friends around me just before I jumped on and they were like, Ella, Ella, we can see you're online. Are you, are you, are you scrapping? Are you scrapping now? I'm like, no, 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 no. I've, got to, I've got to work. Give me like half an hour. And, right. And then we can drop into the war zone. Call it juicy. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's so fun. Have you ever played any of the Resident Evil games before you started coming on to the show? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was, you know, when they came out when you were, when I was younger, it was kind of, you know, your parents don't let you watch all the scary things, but they don't really realize how scary the, 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 the video games exactly. were. <laughs> um, so that was what was super exciting when, you know, I was on set filming this because there's so much of the lore mm-hmm. from, you know, the DNA of Resident Evil that is included in this series, even though it's an, it's an entirely new story with new characters aside from Albert Wesker. Um, it's It's so great to see the sort of undercurrent of horror seeping through it's great it's great (laughs) that's so fun were there any like particularly like as you were filming any like really scary tense scenes that really like stood out for you like were you ever like a little bit like oh this is getting a little too real oh my goodness yes I so I have never actually 
on set called a timeout. <laughs> However, there's, um, I don't want to give <laughs> too much away, but there's one sort of part of the season which is uh, set in a very, very, I mean, let's just put it this way. The art department <laughs> and locations did a fantastic job. And my character is sort of stuck in this dark, dingy, I don't want to give too much away, but you'll know what it is when you come up to it. And we shot that for nearly like two weeks straight. Mm. And it got to a point where I was like, I was waking up in the morning going, oh no, I've got to go back. Like, not, the time, not, not the hole, don't put me back there. Don't put me back in the hole. And then I think it was on the second to last day, it was, you know, we were doing a big set piece you know, all of the, what we're calling zeros, the zombies were like, you know, all full chaos, people like blood and gore and high stakes and loud noises. And I just remember like, (laughs) there's that sort of twilight zone when the cameras are rolling before the director calls action. I was sat there like, how on earth did I get here? development like I'm sure you're wondering how I got here it's like yeah exactly that I'm sure you're wondering (laughs) yeah so that was sort of the one particularly intense filming experience that I had doing that but the rest of it was so much fun since you've been doing all this apocalypse and hard work so if you found yourself suddenly you wake up you're done gaming and you wake up boom apocalypse what would be your plan and what would be your weapon of choice? <laughs> I love the way that you're like, you wake up, you come out from gaming and boom, apart. I feel like many of us have been in a situation where you're like, I'm done my gaming hall and I open the blinds and it's 4 p.m. Nice. Exactly. That, exactly. Like I'll be playing Hades. So I'm like, I'm just going to play for like 10 minutes. And it's like, oh. It's, 10 minutes. Oh, and it's, then next thing you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, so what, what, would my, what would my plan be? Mm-hmm. I think immediately, 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 I check on my family, but I think that's a given. I, yeah. I, I need to know who I need to look after first. Right. Like, I mean, everybody, you know, when you run on an airplane and they're like, put your own face mask on before everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll put my own face mask on for sure. I just need to know how many other people's face masks I then need to put on. Exactly. You're like, <laughs> do an account while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll make sure. And then I think I've got a pretty good... Um, my friendship group, uh, both in the UK and in the in the US, very like self-sufficient, pretty mm-hmm. smart people. So I think we'd all probably knock heads and see see what we come up with. But definitely, um, I wouldn't want to join any of those scary sort of weird Mad Max no. situations. <laughs> I was telling some friends of mine, I was like, my my survival group with my my black and brown friends is different than my survival group with my white friends. I'm like, we have different priorities and it's going to be, we're going to have to blend <laughs> it together and we're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> so we're going to have to establish the boundaries of yeah. who, goes, who opens the dark door, <laughs> who and goes who's down the stairway, and who's playing lookout, because I'm going to be lookout. <laughs> exactly. Like the, it's like the city crew. All right, we ready. We, we got something. The posh crew, the suburb crew, it's like, all right, Right. Well, you have resources, but you have to just be but in the front. They can be in charge of logistics. Fix. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they answer the phones. They open yeah, the doors. Just, and when we'll take it from there. Them, bro, I'm coming to you. Yeah, we got each other. <laughs> oh, my God. You've got a payroll going on in your apocalypse and everything. I thought about this too much. We've had You're so many zombie HR shows. Department. Exactly. <laughs> 
And also, like, my family's Caribbean, so we have machetes, cutlasses everywhere. So mm. I'm like, like, we're ready. <laughs> I got you. I'll come get you. I'll you be know, like, I'll just be throwing Rubik's cubes from across my house. My house is <laughs> Rubik's cubes. You're just- gonna have your game yeah. out. Just like, why won't it? Die? <laughs> You're so great. I I said this before, but like I'm so excited for your career. Like you have been so sweet and endearing. I love other gap tooth girls. Love it. Yes. Um, <laughs> every time. <laughs> exactly. So I've just uh, it's been so great just seeing you thrive and and do all these cool projects. And so, what are you excited about? doing next like do you would you want to do more gaming stuff what would you like to see jade do more like what if you could just sculpt the perfect like future playlist your greatest hits of what you want to do next what are what are you excited about um i'd say i'm in a really cool place where i'm just feel like i'm beginning to sort of find my groove a bit Mm -hmm. you know i'm I feel like I love the characters that I've played. I'm in a place where I'm able to take on these super physical roles. So cool. Mm-hmm. Call me if you need me. Yes. <laughs> That's probably very impossible. Do <laughs> it. Yes. Call me, beat me. Me. Um, if you want to reach me, it's okay. <laughs> um, but also, like, I've, I've um, since I've been filming these projects, I've been getting more and more involved in sort of the how it's being made. Mm. And the production side of it is really interesting to me. So, you know, I've got a few projects lined up, which I'm super excited to announce. And I'm on the, you know, I'm executive producers uh, producing on them. So just sort of beginning to dip my toe a lot deeper into the storytelling element on that side of the, you know, production process. Mm -hmm. But also I'm like, I definitely want to have a bit of fun. I'm like, I'd like to think that potentially, and not that I'm not having already, but I'd mm-hmm. like to think that um, I would have a good time on set not running for my life. <laughs> I think that would work. I think that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> you know, like maybe maybe I could like sit down and just have a conversation. You a know? nice rom-com. <laughs> just like a rom-com, you know, mm-hmm. make some people laugh, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I agree. You deserve a break because you have been running a lot. Yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, we know Jade's going to start running at some point, but (laughs) we'll find some other stuff too. (laughs) I just thought of one thing I wanted to ask you. If you could have your rom-com that you could create and cast it yourself, who would you want as your love interest? And who would you want it to play your best friend? Mm. You know what's so funny is I, because I really want to go into the, you know, more of the production side too. Mm-hmm. I, one of my big goals right now is casting my mates in a, in fit. I just want, yes. I just want everyone to have the come up. Exactly. So if we I bring everyone that, up together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, imagine the gag when we're all like, mm-hmm. my friend's about to sit down at a table read the executive executives leave they go all right guys enjoy see in a bit shut the door and we all turn to each other like ah. <laughs> we got them to fund this <laughs> um so like, i don't know i probably like cast my best cast my best mates in it you know i think that's that, that, that would be me that's uh, perfect yeah. That's so exciting. Thank you so much for this. I'm sure you got to go eat, decompress, kill some more zombies in in the (laughs) virtual world. But thank you so much for being with us. I can't wait for everyone to meet and fall in love with Jade as she kills zeros and, you know, keeps London safe. (laughs) 
Thank you so much. Honestly, it's um, it's a wild ride and you'll be excited to know it doesn't, 2036 starts in London but goes very much elsewhere. Uh, so, I'm, excited I'm so excited to see it. So, Princess, my one more thing is that apparently you need to have a pen because Evelyn had a pen, Percy Jackson had a pen. You just need a pen, and that will defeat all of the evil in your life. That's my zombie weapon is just a pen because I will use it as a weapon. Also, a pen in that one movie. What was that movie where you like stabbed him in the throat with the pen? Do you remember that? That like on the airplane? Oh my God, I love that movie. Now I can't think of it. I just thought about like with the pencil with the Joker, but I know the pen one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like it can be not only a weapon, but a tool to write down and journal your thoughts on the apocalypse. So um, yeah, once you you wipe the blood off, you're like, exactly. Dear Diary. Diary. (laughs) It's like Batman. Dear Diary, uh, today I killed this man, this zombie, and now I miss my dad. So... How about you? <laughs> exactly. Perfect thing. So my one more thing is that in a fun bit of extended universe, so in the 2021 Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, the person who played Wessler was Tom Hopper, a.k.a. number one, a.k.a. Luther from the Umbrella Academy. Oh, so, my gosh. Talk about Umbrella. <laughs> exactly. Talk about an Umbrella crossover. Wow. Right? He's umbrellaing so many places. But yeah, I love Tom Hopper. He's very good at things and he's a sweet lad. So I'm very glad that he is thriving and getting to play all the roles while being a dad. We love an umbrella multiverse. Okay, y'all, you know the drill. If you like us, you gotta follow us. And not in real life, but in podcast form. So you can find the Geek Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And for those of you who cannot get enough of us, we want to know. Let us know. Leave us a five-star review. And don't just do the five stars. Write a little comment. Say something like one of your favorite Netflix shows, things you think we should cover. Maybe something that we said that you really vibe with let us know we even might read it aloud on the show so do it okay just you should do it because we want to hear from you please and it'll make us happy it will so (laughs) you should do it just for that reason but anyway the geek podcast is hosted by me tessa netting and me Princess Weeks. You can find me all over the internet, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Tessa Netting. And you can find me on YouTube as Princess Weeks and on Twitter as Weeks Princess. Next week, we will be tackling the wonderful world of literature. My favorite topic. I love it so much. I even got two degrees in it that are so useful. (laughs) Hey, I bow down. I bow down to my literature queen. We're going to be talking all about about book adaptations, including The Gray Man, featuring Chris Evans's mustache. That's that's the whole movie. It's just Chris Evans. 
in a mustache being evil. So I can't wait to get into it. And it's Ken's origin story about before he became a Ken doll. So it's so many things. All the things. Can't wait. Anyway, this is a Netflix Geeked and Spoke Media production. Our executive producers are Keisha T.K. Dutez, Brigham Mosley, Aaliyah Tavakolian, and Keith Reynolds. Kelly Kolf is our producer. Reyes Mendoza is our associate producer. Delora Patton is our coordinating producer. And special thanks to Carson McCain. Sound design and engineering by Evan Arnett, who also composed and performed our original theme. <laughs> to stay updated on all things geek, be sure to follow at Netflix Geek on Twitter, Instagram, and the Tickety Talks. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.